Hello, darkness, my old friend, aka Arizona Football. This is the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I am Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and it's a somber mood today as Arizona did what not many people thought it could do and went out and lost to NAU at home. Lost to NAU at home while forcing three turnovers. Lost to NAU at home while forcing three turnovers and getting up 13 points. Losing to NAU at home as a 27-point favorite. There is a lot to discuss, but it is difficult to put into words because... I went around the press box yesterday asking some of the older writers if they could come up with a worse loss in Arizona athletics history. And the fact that I even had to ask that is probably enough said, but we couldn't. Um, It is basically, yeah, it is the worst loss in Arizona football history. And some people will point to the 70-7 ASU loss, and I completely get that. But the fact of the matter is that ASU is at least a solid Pac-12 team. NAU is a middle-of-the-road FCS team, and it's just, uh, it is unacceptable on every level. San Diego State, after the game, I mentioned, you know, look, Arizona's not a good football team. And it's not, obviously. Um, You know, it was losing to San Diego State. Turned out to be more excusable than some originally anticipated. San Diego State is a legitimately good football team. Beat Utah last night. Um, You know, no shame in losing to San Diego State. No shame in losing to BYU, who beat ASU uh, on Saturday night. Lots of shame in losing to NAU. Uh, You can go up and down the roster. You know, let's... Whatever it may be. Uh, At the end of the day... It falls on Jed Fish, the head coach. And the reason it falls on Jed Fish is because while I think that this program has a long way to go in terms of reestablishing its roster and getting the necessary talent in to be able to win football games, Arizona should have been good enough against NAU to line up and run the ball and win the game that way. Line up. Pass the ball to the outside hash, whatever it may be, and win the game that way. Didn't need to throw deep. Play simple, fundamental, disciplined football, and come out with an easy win. You know, Arizona's point totals against NAU the last few years have been ridiculous. I mean, we're talking almost 80 points. And Arizona scored 19 points and uh, did... So in large part because of its ability on defense. And even the defense isn't without criticism, uh, although it played great. Um, You know, you can make the argument Arizona's not that good. You can make the argument, you know, you played its tail, whatever you want to go. But Jeff Fish needs to take the blame, and he did, to his credit. He took most of the blame after, and I'm sure on his Monday presser, He'll take a a good amount of blame as well. But um, it is way too early to figure out the trajectory of this program under Jed Fish. I know that there's calls to fire him and all that. 
and I get the anger. Like, anyone that's saying it's early, no. Like, fans deserve to be angry after losing to NAU. But it is early. It's impossible to tell the future of this program. It feels awful that Arizona lost to NAU. It is awful that Arizona lost to NAU. It means nothing for the future of this program until Judd Fish gets some of his recruiting classes on campus and you get to see what he can do with quarterbacks that he recruits, etc. Now, with that being said, um, you know, there's still some things that you look at and you kind of scratch your head. Uh, the first one is the quarterback situation. Everything that we reported during fall camp has come true so far. And it wasn't just me that reported it. The media reported that Gunner Cruz held on to the ball too long, took too long to make decisions, and made too many of the safe throws. That's exactly what happened. BYU didn't have film. He padded his stats with underneath throws and checkdowns. San Diego State got film. Game over. We reported that Will Plummer threw too many turnovers and took too many risks. Wasn't good enough necessarily to take them. Well, against NAU, too many turnovers. Wasn't able to read the field. So what happens now? Now it's Jordan McLeod time. And the biggest criticism with Jordan McLeod is that he didn't have a good enough hold of the offense because he came so late. Well, that was a month ago, so that shouldn't be an issue. He came in against NAU and played very well. Uh, I would say that we have to slow down a little bit. I do think Jordan McLeod should start the next game. I think that is an obvious answer. But this is the same situation that was against San Diego State where Plummer came in. Everyone said the cruise era was over. Let's start Will Plummer. Will Plummer's the guy. I don't know why Jed Fish didn't start him from the beginning. And now we're doing the same thing with Jordan McLeod. Will Plummer's terrible. Will Plummer threw too many picks. Jordan McLeod's the guy. I'm here to tell you that none of these quarterbacks are the guy. They are not the answer. Could Jordan McLeod play relatively well? Absolutely. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Is he the type of quarterback that is going to change the fortunes of this program this season and moving forward? No, he is not. He is not in Khalil Tate under Rich Rodriguez. Notice I said under Rich Rodriguez before you get mad. Not under Kevin Sullivan, under Rich Rodriguez. Because whether you want to admit it or not, Khalil Tate had one of the hottest quarterback streaks that we've seen in quite a while. That talent isn't at quarterback. Now, that is, again, at the end of the day, Jed Fish's fault. Um, he came late, wasn't able to recruit a high school quarterback, so you can't necessarily blame him for that. But it is clear that the assessment of the quarterback position and who they brought in was not good enough. Gunnar Cruz what is not good enough. Keeping well Plummer, not good enough. Was Grant Gannell the answer? Yes. Would Arizona be significantly better with Gannell? I don't know. I mean, he's hurt now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Jordan McLeod, is he the answer at the position? I don't think so. But at the very least, that remains to be seen. And we can't really say whether he is or not yet. Um, that is a coaching issue because at the end of the day, you bring in the talent. The biggest issue isn't at quarterback, in my opinion. It isn't at running back, even though that the position has struggled. Michael Wiley has not ran well this season. Everybody thought he was going to run well. Looked like a completely different dude during spring and fall. Has not done well. Drake Anderson is clearly the top back on the roster right now. And Jalen John, after what he did against NEU, will probably get more carries moving forward. The biggest issue on this team offensively is the offensive line. 
Now, I've explained this before on the message board, but my guess is what happened was the coaching staff sat down and assessed the entire roster and said to themselves, we at least have bodies on the offensive line. Maybe we could do something with these guys. We have Jordan Morgan, Donovan Lye. We have some pieces. We don't have any quarterbacks because Grant Cannell left. We need to go add a couple more. Luke Ashworth, Kevin Doyle, not going to happen. Let's at least add a couple more. We have no linebackers. We need a corner in Isaiah Rutherford, or else we're starting McKenzie Barnes or trade on Stukes. At that point, they didn't really even know about Stukes. We need safeties. They left. They're gone. We need some more defensive linemen. You know, we lost Roy Lopez. We lost a couple others. Like, we need whatever that may be. Now, did Arizona need to go out and get a guy like a Drake Anderson in terms of roster composition? Probably not, but it's hard to argue that, you know, if Arizona probably found its top back or at least its second <coughs> best back, it's hard to argue with bringing him along. The problem is that they assessed that the other positions were more of a need than the offensive line, and it was clear that it was not a good evaluation or assessment of the current state of the roster because the answer on the offensive line isn't there. And what Arizona is going to do, and I'm, I'm very comfortable in saying this, is that it's going to hit the transfer portal hard for offensive linemen. People are wondering why they're not offering more offensive linemen, and the answer is it's hard for a freshman offensive lineman to contribute right away. They're going after the transfer portal. And my guess is in 2023, you'll see some younger offensive line offers. I mean, heck, Arizona just offered a 2023 offensive lineman after the game uh, against NU. The problem is that Wide receiver, you have issues. You can kind of rotate guys in there. Running back, we saw Wiley struggling. You could put Anderson in there. Offensive line is much more difficult to do that. Um, but you take a look at the line, and you know Josh McCauley plays his ass off. He really does. Um, you know, and, and and he's a great. You know, he's a captain. Everybody loves him. But there's physical limitations there. Donovan Lye has regressed. There's no doubt about it. Now he's not very healthy. He has difficulty staying healthy. I think he's a tackle, not a guard, but he's regressed. Peyton Fears, not great. Josh Donovan, average. They don't have that mauling offensive lineman. So what do you do? Well, me personally, I'd like to see Edgar Barola get some more snaps. Uh, Josh Baker has struggled. Put him in there. At least he's younger. At least he's building towards something. You could say, okay, your experience this year is going to help us next year. Put in JT Hand, play him a little bit more. Is he young? Sure. Absolutely he's young. Get him the experience that he needs as a freshman and at least give him something to build on. Uh, because the reality is that these guys are going to be needed. You can only take so many offensive linemen. I think Arizona is going to wind up with like five offensive linemen in this class. But it is a major pressing issue. If you're going to be bad with your veteran players, you're better off being bad with your younger players. Because at least then you're building towards something and you're giving them the experience. The experience, You know, if you have a senior quarterback and he's bad and you have a freshman quarterback and he's bad, you might as well just go with the freshman quarterback because at least you're getting them the necessary game film and experience in order to improve. So the rotation on offensive line to me isn't deep enough. And I'm not here saying that even if it was a deeper rotation, the line would be better. Heck, it might be worse. Uh, the reality is, actually, I say that I don't know if it could be worse. 11 tackles for loss, or 10 tackles for loss against NEU, who had 12 
go total in two games going into the game. Got more tackles for loss against Arizona, a Power 5 school, than it did against Sam Houston and South Dakota State or whatever it was. I mean, that's embarrassing. There were no run gaps. Drake Anderson, if you watch his runs, most of them are because he was strong enough to break the initial tackle. Michael Wiley has not been strong enough to break the initial tackle, and that's why his numbers are what they are. With that being said, I think Arizona also kind of has to force the issue a little bit. There are no answers at quarterback. So why are the numbers and the splits so much more leaning towards passing than running? It should be 50-50. It should probably be a little bit more running than passing. But, you know, the excuses to get the quarterbacks in a rhythm, hey, it's not working. Run the ball more. And uh, my dad texted me and he last night and he goes, why, why isn't Arizona running the ball more? And I said, because the running backs just aren't good. The offensive line isn't good enough, I should say, not the running backs. And he said it doesn't matter because you still got to run the ball and you still got to keep the opposing defense honest. And he's probably right. Like, there's no like, – it's – Arizona's passing game isn't good enough for teams to care about it as much as Jed Fish wants them to care about it. And it's not going to become good enough this season. Arizona needs to be able to run the ball or at least – Pretend like there's a big enough threat in order to run the ball. NAU played Arizona pretty much straight up. That is it. It is a complete lack of respect for Arizona's offense, and it was the right call, which is scary that NAU has no respect for Arizona's offense and was absolutely right not to have any respect for Arizona's offense. Now, this team offensively may be what it is. Like It just may not be a good offensive team. Uh, there are some questions that I plan to ask Fish in Monday's presser, and I'm sure that other reporters will ask it. And, you know, Jed Fish, after the loss to NAU, said, you know, certain guys aren't doing certain things. Like Jordan McLeod played well, but he took a sack on the first leg, was supposed to bootleg one direction, wound up in the other direction, and got sacked for a loss of 10. Will Plummer stand, stares a guy in the flat, had a guy in the middle of the field, wide open, what would have been a touchdown. The quarterbacks are not seeing the tight ends, who I feel might be open every single play. And they can't get him the ball. And so is the offense too complicated for these guys? Or are these guys just not good enough? I would lean towards the latter, but I'm sure it's some of the former as well. Um, But, you know, when you watch it, it doesn't feel like a complicated offense. And you look at, like, the two-point conversion. We saw them practice the failed two-point conversion where Jordan McLeod had to call timeout. Maybe he should have taken the five yards, but had to call timeout. Tight end, two tight ends, fullback, motion, etc. We saw them practice that. They have practiced that multiple times. And it was generally successful. To not be able to run that says maybe it's too complicated for a two-point conversion. Maybe it's a bad call. Or maybe this team just isn't very good. Probably a combination of all this. You're having a coaching staff. It kind of reminds me of when someone came in and tried to turn Khalil Tate into a drop-back guy because we're going to run our offense no matter what. This is our system. We're going to install it, whether you guys can run it or not, because we have to build towards the future. Some coaches will do that. Some coaches will say, you know what? We have to adapt and kind of move from there. And I think what we're seeing is an offensive system and even a defensive system that is being run that can't be run with players that simply aren't good enough to run it. And you can blame coaching. That's fine. That's, I mean, I completely understand it. You can blame the players. It's probably a combination. But these, this offense clearly is not being run 
the way it should and needs to be run in order to win games. The defensive side of the ball against NAU was good enough to win that game. Now, at the end of the game, it failed to stop the run when everybody in the building knew that NAU was running. But hey, you're, you're asking Arizona to pitch a shutout, basically. You should be able to score more than 19 points against NAU. The defense was more than good enough to win that football game. Oh, and NAU's not a, a good team, obviously. Um, but really, when you look at the defense, they've played what? You know, two bad quarters the entire season. The first quarter against San Diego State, probably, and then a quarter against BYU early in the game. They've generally played pretty good and have nothing to show for it. And it's got to be frustrating for them. Um, but even then, like, it, it, the, the discipline against NEU was lacking. Modiallo, I don't care. That wasn't targeting. You can't convince me that it was. Jackson Turner was clear targeting. Didn't even need a replay. Clear ejection. Um, but you look at the players on the defensive side of the ball, and there needs to be major upgrades. Eventually, we need to sit down and admit, maybe some of these guys that we think are good really aren't that good. Like, eventually, you need to have the numbers to back up what people think about you. Uh, Trevon Mason was a big loss but, uh, against NAU. He didn't play. But you should be able to beat NAU without Trevon Mason. When you look at that defense, you can make an argument. The only special player on defense, and I and I like Trevon Mason. I'd probably put him close there. But the only clear special player to me is Roland Wallace. I think he's an NFL guy. I think he is by far the best defender on this team. Uh, Treshawn Hayward played well. Jalen Harris has been inconsistent, especially against the run. Arizona's getting beat on the edge. J.B. Brown hasn't really done anything this year. Anthony Payne, I mean, it, it's just... The guys that were expected to make the big jump in this scheme haven't really made the big jump. I think Roland Wallace has played well. I think Isaiah Rutherford has played well. The safeties have struggled. The D-line is average. But that is another situation where that side of the ball, similar to offense, needs to be refreshed. And it's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in two years. The problem is that when Fish goes out in front of everyone and says, come to games, come to games, come to games, gets them to come to games, you can't lose games that people don't expect you to lose. San Diego State, people were pissed. The attendance was the lowest in the Pac-12 era for Arizona the following game. Then you lose to NAU. Yes, there's a process, but you know there was a good question asked by Michael Lev of the, the Daily Star. Uh, during media session is when do you need to eventually see results like this message is great but eventually you need to see results and Brandon Carroll said yeah like we need results there are no results eventually the words that are optimistic need to turn to actions and there are no actions to build off and you worry about this team eventually saying man these guys are full of crap whether they're full of crap or not at the end of the day it's a bunch of kids on this team and you need to see some kind of tangible result in front of you or else it becomes more difficult to buy into certain things. And that's why I tweeted earlier and a couple of people disagreed with me. I got a couple of tweets from parents that it is very hard to clean and scrub a losing culture with the losing players. You have to come in and have them forget how to lose. And like Jeff Fish has said it before, and he's right. Like him, dislike him, whatever. He's right. They have to learn how to win football games 
and forget how to lose them like they have. Arizona has lost every sort of football game on, in the past few years. 70-7, to 7, NAU, whatever. And there, there's got to be a mental block on Arizona that says, man, can we win this football game? And my guess is that most of them in their minds when they ask themselves that, say no. And it is very difficult to come in and clear the culture of a losing mentality with the players that built that losing mentality. And Mel Tucker on Michigan State is an example of that went and cleared like the entire roster. Like you guys lost, you're out, and did a nice job of bringing in guys and instilling toughness, and they've done well. Um, not a player's coach. Not known as much for player's coach. He's known as a hard ass. And maybe Jed Fish needs to become a hard ass, but the problem is it's very difficult to kind of change that. They are, he is a player's coach, and I, and I don't see him changing that, and I think it's difficult to change that once you start losing. I think you kind of have to establish that in the beginning and, uh, and go from there. This season is a lost cause. Uh, it was always a lost cause. You know, Vegas had it at, what, one and a half wins over under? Like, that's, not, that's a lost cause of the season. Your goal this season is to show improvement and build towards next season and go out and do good enough to recruit. Um, as far as recruiting goes, I don't know how many recruits Arizona's going to lose because the message to me hasn't strayed off the original path, which is watch us and realize that you're going to come in here and start. Like if you're Noah Fafita, you think you are starting at quarterback from day one. If you're Tyler Martin at linebacker, you think you are starting at linebacker from day one. If you are an offensive lineman with a pulse, you think you are coming in and starting from day one. Arizona's losing a bunch of receivers. You think you are coming in and starting from day one. You're a corner. Arizona's playing two corners right now. Maybe three with Stukes, who kind of rotates in there a little bit. You're a corner. Christian Rollis is probably gone. You're coming in there and starting it. These guys committed to Arizona because they believe in the vision that Jed Fish is selling, which includes them as starting right away at Arizona and being a part of turning around this program. It is a difficult sell the night after I lost to NAU, but the message does not change. We need you. We want you to be a part of this program, but we need you to be a part of this program in order to change the trajectory of what has now become the worst football program in the nation. It is very easy for a head coach to recruit in his first season because that vision is clear. It just takes the effort and Kevin Sumlin is one of the few coaches that didn't recruit in his first year because he didn't put in that effort. Jed Fish is putting in that effort. And does that vision disappear after a year like this? Maybe. Does it disappear if they go out and have a bad year next year? Yeah, it starts to disappear. But you can sell this right now. Cam Burnett, come in. You're going to start right away. Done. You are the reason that we're going to turn around this football program. I would be shocked if Jed Fish went to these recruits and said, hey, we're a bull team this year, and next year we're going to win the Pac-12. If he did that, I would, I would hope the recruits are smart enough to see he's full of it, but I don't think he did that because that's not fooling anyone. These guys were recruited to Arizona to try to turn this program around, and that has not changed and will not change after this season no matter what Arizona's record is. Will Arizona win a game? I don't know. Uh, I 
tend to lean towards yes. I think they'll pull it off. I have no idea how or when. Probably, you know, I think Colorado's probably a winnable game. Maybe they fool someone at home. I don't know. But the reality is, is it doesn't matter. The problems in this program are so much larger than winning one or two football games this season. It is, and I'm not downplaying the NAU loss. I literally said it's the worst loss in Arizona athletics history. Seriously. What I'm saying is beating NAU and losing the rest of the games this season wouldn't change the fact that wholesale changes personnel-wise, culture-wise, etc. are in the process and it's not going to happen overnight. It is going to take a while. If you remember the Mike Stoops days, 3-8. and eight. Like, bad records to start. That's how it is. Like, it's going to be crappy for the next two years. And then in that third year is where you start to say, look, man, I need results. Like, forget the last... You, you, it's a process. That's cool. I need results. Now, the problem is that Arizona has the longest losing streak in the nation. Um, I'm very excited about the UMass-UConn game in a few weeks. That That's going to be a big one for Arizona. But... Um, this is not being fixed. I mean, Arizona is going to get blown out by Oregon this week. It's going to go into the bye week, probably wondering who the quarterback is. Jed Fish is going to have a decision there. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself now, but this season isn't getting any easier. Uh, if anything, it's getting more difficult. And there's, you know, maybe two games on the schedule where you'd give Arizona a, a slight shot at winning. But there needs to be major wholesale recruiting uh, positions addressed. Offensive line, quarterback. Like, think about it. If you took any team in the country and you said that the worst two positions on the roster were quarterback and offensive line, how many of those teams do you think would be winning football teams? The answer is zero. None. There's one team in the country that you could say, look, their offensive line and quarterback are below average and they're a good football team. It's not going to happen. And the problem is that Arizona has multiple positions that are below average when the worst positions are probably the two most important. So, blame Jet Fish, blame the personnel, blame the fact that for some reason Arizona has worn white uniforms uh, at home. Blame the concessions, blame Dave Hickey, blame Robbins, blame whoever you want. It is not going to change the fact that this is going to be a process. And no matter who Arizona hired, it was going to be a process. Kevin Sumlin deserves a lot, the majority of the blame, for where the program is right now. But that doesn't change the fact that you can't lose a football game to NAU. This loss, fan-wise, is going to take a long time to get over. We are still going to be talking about it until Arizona wins a game. You're still going to be talking about it years from now, and maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way. Where were you when Arizona lost to NAU? It is that type of football loss. And we're going to find out if it is part of a process or an indication of how far this program has come and maybe they don't have the right answers. It is impossible as much as, again, I think it falls on coaching too, the loss to NAU, but it is impossible to say where this program is going under Jed Fish three games into the year. Um, It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You'll know. You'll know where this program is going in a few years. And you're going to have to wait a few years. The, the, the whole fire Jed Fish thing, not happening, dude. And if you want to be the one to have it happen, feel free to write your $10 million check because it is not happening. 
Um, and if you think it should happen, honestly, your heat should probably not be on Jed Fish. It should probably be on Robbins and Hickey. But that's a whole different conversation. So it'll be very interesting to see what Arizona says moving forward. The players were optimistic for the first three weeks you know, of the season. Does that tone change this week in media sessions? Are they as optimistic? I think we got a little hint of it with Stanley Berryhill after the game where he said, you know, we're not supposed to lose to little brother. Uh, he's right. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that the players are starting to recognize, hey, man, this is not this is not how it's supposed to go. So that is the post-game podcast, and it is going to be a very interesting week. My name is Jason Shear, uh, Senior Editor of Wildcat Authority. This has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast, and hopefully there are some better days ahead for Arizona football.